Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your host, Judy Gold. And this week we have part one of my interview with Vanessa Rubio, who plays Carmen Diaz on Cobra Kai. And she's also a New Jersey native, like yours truly. I hope you enjoy. I hate this fucking chair. And let me, can we just talk about this chair before we, like, this will be on the podcast. I just want everyone to know that I bought a new mic because, and by the way, welcome to Kill Me Now. Okay. So I bought a new mic because Laura was like, you know that Laura's the producer, as you know, if you listen to all the way to the end. Okay. So Laura was like, you know, the, the, the headphone thing, um, the mic on the headphone thing is rubbing against your shirt. And blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, you know what? B&H is having a sale and I uh, am a Jew. And 
and I enjoy the sales. So I go on B&H and I see, and first of all, I did all my due diligence. I did all my, like, looking for the mic, what kind of mic, mic Zoom, Zoom, Skype, Skype mic, whatever. So the Yeti Blue is the best one, and I got it in blue because, you know, I'm fancy. Okay. It didn't cost any extra. So I get this mic and they're like, be careful. It really picks up everything. And let me just tell you something. I got this chair at West Elm. I got this office chair at West Elm. And I got the office chair because it was the one they use in West Elm. Like when they're sitting at their little table and, you know, they're like, ooh, blah, blah, blah. So I get this. Um, by the way, Vanessa Rubio, who's my guest today, who's like a huge star, is like, when the fuck is this? podcast going to start. Okay. Anyway. Hello. So I said, I'll get the chairs they use since they're sitting in them all the time, blah, blah, blah. So I get the chair. Vanessa just left because she hates me. Okay. <laughs> so I get the chair and all of a sudden all the ball bearings in the wheels start all over my floor, all over my floor. So I get a pad, you know, like one of those things to go under the chair like the silicone, whatever thing. Okay. Matt, Matt, whatever that fuck it's called. And, uh, it doesn't help. So they send me another chair. So I get another mat and another chair and they're still falling out. And I'm like, does this happen with it? No, it doesn't happen with anyone else. I'm like, well, maybe I'm too fat. Maybe something's wrong. It's me. And they're like, no. And then I got a third chair and then they were like, why don't we just send you a different chair? So here's my new chair. I've had it for a while, but I just want to let you know, there's no ball bearings, but listen to this. Okay. Oh yeah. So now, now with my new mic, I'm going to try not to move at all while I'm talking to Vanessa Rubio, star yeah. of Cobra Kai. Um, even I'm also there's nothing Jewish about Cobra Kai. Yes. What were you going to say, <laughs> Vanessa? Well, there is. Our three producers are all Jewish. Oh, that's right. I noticed that. Hermits. Yeah. Um, I looked at that when I was watching the yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. Healed. Uh, sh- uh, and then Aiden Schlossberg. Right. Uh, th- you know what? And it's great because Schlossberg isn't that Jewish of a name. <laughs> no, not at all. You can't tell. Ladies and gentlemen, I have an amazing talent on my show. You know, I don't get people like this all the time. I get, you know, I get a lot of comedians. I get people who are, you know, public figures, whatever. I have like a real actor. Um, Yes, you are a real and a role model and multi-talented. And the best part of her, besides the fact that she's on a huge hit network, Netflix network, I'm so old. Netflix show is the fact that she grew up in the great state of New Jersey. Woo! Oh, God, the bell's really loud. Laura's going to be like, Judy, the bell's too loud. Okay, so first of all, Vanessa Rubio plays Carmen Diaz on Cobra Kai, which if you haven't watched Cobra Kai, I just started watching it because, you know, I knew that Vanessa was going to be on the show and I like to do my little research. Vanessa plays, oh, now look, I don't want to be wrong. You know, you're supposed to say Latinx. Like, what's your situation with Latinx? It's, it's, I think language is changing so quickly right now that we're just like, okay, what's the latest thing? Latinx, I don't mind. Now, uh, there's also Latin A. What's that? 
which is like, it's more of a blanket, more, it covers more. Wait, so the A, so it's Latin A, Latin X, and you can't say Latina or Latino anymore, right? You, you know what, in my book, you can. I'm like, come on, we've existed for however long we're living. So yeah, so yeah. it doesn't bother me, um, but I know, you know, safety wise and to cover more uh identities latinx and latine is you know here's the deal with the identities like you want to say like i'm proud of all my identities and i'm sure you're proud of all your identities i am but who is designed like it's like right who is it who is the identity god who's like okay no more of this now it's that, you know, like the, I want to meet with that person or thing, place or right. thing. I want to sit at the table and, and cast a vote. Right. Sure. And I think um, it's so because people like you and I, who are the last people on earth who want to offend or make someone feel less than, will sometimes make an error. And I think that's okay. Right. I think it's okay. We have to be also gentle with ourselves and be like, you know what? I'm learning. I'm not right. going to get it right every single time, but. But I'm you know like, what the key is? Learning. Yeah. Yeah. And you mess up. I know I mess up a lot of times. Also, there's people who don't want to learn. They just want to keep things as the status quo. I also think people's identity, your identity changes as you get older, as you grow as a person. You know, you know what I heard that I thought was really interesting with the pro- which really made a lot of sense to me. And this is not even what I plan to talk to you about, but you're just fucking I love you. OK, anyway, so I as a gay, you know, and I've been out and an activist for a long time. So the pronoun thing, there are some people who are like, I can't with the pronouns. And I do complain sometimes, you know, with the pronouns, because. I feel like, you know, there are so many big fights and it's it's a big fight, but it's for I don't know. I think people of my generation think, okay, just give us time. We had to deal with the AIDS crisis. We had to deal with marriage equality. We're still dealing with a lot of inequalities regarding LGBTQ plus people, you know, and they get annoyed with the pronouns. But here's what kind of changed my mind. I heard someone say, and when I figure out who it is and I remember who it is, I think it was on Twitter, not my favorite, but someone said like when, when a straight person gets married and they change their name, everyone's all game for that. Right. (laughs) That's so funny. It's so true. Yeah. That's so true. I don't want to lose my last name. No, you can't. You have a perfect last name. You have a perfect Rubio. I'm keeping it. Um, are you related to Marco Rubio? No. Thank God. I can't stand no. that motherfucker. I know. I wish I had a bell to ding. No. Yeah, right. Ugh. Um, okay. So Vanessa Rubio plays Carmen Diaz on Cobra Kai on Netflix. I want to talk about you growing up. I did as much. I really, I really worked on this one. You can ask Laura. I was like, help. And no one could help me. But this is what I know. I know you have 
a brother, Nick. Yeah. Right. A sister, uh-huh. Diana. Correct. Yes. Your parents were immigrants. Yes. Your father is Luis. Louis. Uh, yeah, correct. I, I could not find God rest in peace. Your mother's name. I couldn't find it anywhere. Yes. My mother has passed. It's been now uh, going on four years in February. Ugh. And my mother's name was Carmen. Oh, Carmen my. and Lisa. Okay. So let's discuss that for one second and why this is beshared, this, this podcast. <laughs> you play Carmen. Did you pick your name or they had no, already? They so had there's, there is divine intervention right there. It is also, there's so many divine interventions with this. Yes. When we filmed the first season, I was, you know, sadly uh, saying goodbye to my mom and, you know, cancer, awful. And it was, you know, we knew it was the last holiday season we're going to spend with my mom. It's not. And so, you know, we go into Cobra Kai in October first season. Nobody's knowing what to expect. This is going to be. You know, a hit or a miss. Right. You never know. People, everyone listening, you don't realize when you get booked on a show, a a pilot where everyone's like, oh, this is going to go. Like there's all this positive, always positive. Everyone thinks it's going to go where they wouldn't make it. You never, it could be William Shakespeare could pitch a show right now to Netflix and they'd be like, this sucks. I'm not kidding. Right. Totally. Absolutely. Okay. So we're taking a chance. And and that first season that I filmed, I mean, I really was hanging by a thread emotionally, just kind of, okay, let me go in and do the work and zip right back out. And, um, and then my, you know, um, my mother passed on and evolved in February of 2018 and of course, I'm like in a black hole, right. pulled up in Brooklyn, you know, not wanting to get up out of bed. And then the show premieres in around April of that year. And it's amazing. You know, right? it's wonderful. And I, yeah, you're right. I am playing a character that has the first name of my mother. And the middle name of my lover. I noticed that. <laughs> There goes the chair. Yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, Lisa. And I love, I love the name. So yeah, there's a lot of divine intervention and uh, I hold her with me. Absolutely. With this character. I, I say like it, for myself, this character is kind of like the child that she and I would have had. Like it's, it's like uh, three quarters, my mom and a, and a quarter me. Right. So you're co-parenting with your mother. <laughs> yeah. And this imaginary character. Yeah. You know, that's so interesting because that you bring that up is because when I, my mother died in 2015, I had just started this podcast and I went to visit her and then I had to do an episode of Search Party, which is a show. And then she died the next day. And okay. it's so, but the work you know, you're right. Like uh, there is so much, I mean, I don't know what to believe, but she is there all there's signs. There's things that happen. And you're like, what the fuck is this? You know? And so when you were talking about that, I was thinking, wow, you know, 
you just started the show. I had just started this podcast, um, which she is on the first couple of episodes. I called her, but also that, that idea that, you know, work is just so helpful. And the fact that you have created this character that is in so many ways, it, you know, she is a mother, but she's your mother, you know, and, and, you know, that's, what's so beautiful about it. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked to my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. So going back, you grew up in New Jersey, but all right. So this is another thing I had a problem with. Okay. So your parents are Colombian. Yes. Which is why you're so fucking gorgeous. It's so <laughs> annoying. Um, and you're so tall. You're tall like you're 5'10". I am. I'm what tall. What is that? That is not normal. It's great. You're tall too. I know I'm six two, but I'm shrinking because of the fucking knee. But um, you know, I just hate you, but you're beautiful tall. I'm like big, tall, loud, tall, Jew tall, Leslie tall. Um well, tall women get tall women. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like we're we're able to talk to each other and you know what? It's so basic too. Like I'm just grateful to audibly hear somebody on the same level. You know, I have a lot of short friends. Oh my I'm God. Like, I People. hear you. Speak up. How, how many times are you at a party and you're like, what, what, like what? And you're, it's so awful. And I was just talking about this with Carmen Lynch, who um, is a, she's not Jewish, but whatever. She's Spanish. But anyway, Carmen Lynch, 
is really tall like me and she's a comedian and we were talking and it's like, here's the thing. And I don't know if this happened to you growing up. You grew up, did you grow up in South Jersey? That's what I kind of figured out. No, no. It's all right. I grew up in Northern Jersey in Bergen County. Where? What? um, In a town called Lodi. I know Lodi. I went to Rutgers. I'm a total New Jersey person. Okay. Why (laughs) did I think you grew up down by Philly? Well, I did. My parents did live there briefly. Okay. Everyone see? See, I do my research. Yeah. Whenever I'm doing my credit report, ask me. uh, Yeah, that's right. Which address? I have something on my credit report that is, I have no idea who it is. I have no, but apparently I know the answer now, but I don't know this person. I don't, I just don't know the address, but I know that it's on every time. So I go, yeah, that whatever. Um, Okay. So you grew up in the eighties. You grew up in Lodi. Were there a lot of immigrants in Lodi? Because as a New Jersey person, it's very each city has its own little personality in in yeah, New Jersey. Totally, I feel like Lodi was a bit of everything at that point, but it was mostly Italian, mostly Italian Americans. You know, a lot of Lodi pizza, a lot of the pizzerias. Yeah, yeah. There certainly was, and I had a lot of Italian friends growing Same. up in that yeah. area. Lodi Garfield. Yep. Yeah, those little you know bakeries with the Italian. Oh. The Italian cookies. Oh my God. And the, what are they? Cannellini. What are those? Um, oh, those things that in the inside is the cheese. Cannolis, cannolis, but cannellini something too. Okay. So, uh, you had an older brother. Is your sister older than you? She is. I'm the youngest of three. That's right. Same as me. Mm-hmm. And you watched a lot of TV growing up. Now we're, first of all, you're 5'10", you're gorgeous, you're Colombian, you're in New Jersey. Were What was school like for you? Were you popular? Were you? No, I was a bit of a, I was like, um, no, not necessarily popular. I was a, kind of like an art nerd. A kind really? Of like, Leave me alone, I'm going to doodle in my notebook and have one or two close friends and I'm set. I and really you were was- fine with that? You were fine with yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was pretty shy growing up and I shot up tall wise when I was 14. And it was like, like God had answered my prayers. Really? Yeah. Because growing up, my sister was always the, the you know, the thin one and I was kind of chubby. Right. And I remember just going into like the bathroom and being like praying to God, like, please, please. <laughs> something on my behalf. <laughs> this can't go on. Right, right. And uh, when I was 14, I got like a double whammy. I, I got mono for mm. three months. How'd you get I that? Think, I don't know. Playing basketball, sharing, uh, right. you know, okay. water, supposedly. Well, I'm the only kid in like sixth grade who gets mono. Uh, they send me home for like three months. They will like not let me into the school. And they're like, yeah, you just basically have to sleep it off. So I was like, three fucking months. Yeah. And they didn't have Zoom school. (laughs) No. So what was happening? Like, did they send assignments home? I kind of like trained myself just to get it all done because I had this feeling of like being left out. So I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I really should get this stuff done. So I just 
I got used to, you know, reading stuff on my own, doing my own things. You know, that's so interesting. Like you're, you're stuck for three months and like a lot of people don't realize no computer, no internet, no like on demand. I want to watch this movie. I'm going to just watch, you know, library books. Yeah. Library books. And what about the encyclopedias? Do you think you changed? Do you think those three months had an effect on you? You know, because I feel like Zoom, like all this shit that's going on with the pandemic, these kids are definitely, it's definitely having an effect on them socially and stuff. But you probably, I'm thinking, I'm sure it had an effect on you, but you probably learned a lot during those three months. Yeah, totally. I kind of learned to teach myself. Right. And that I wasn't so bad at it. (laughs) Right, right. You I know, because you're in a classroom and you're like, well, that one got a hundred and, you know, doesn't have to think about it, but they have no fucking personality. Like, that's the thing you don't, <laughs> right? You go, okay, they're really smart, but they are totally cannot, you know, do right. anything else but schoolwork, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it did teach me a lot and uh, it kind of almost... um let me see that you don't have to be in a classroom. Like you don't have to do those things. Right. I was okay, you know, learning it on my own. And I was, and you still learned it. Yeah. I could still learn it. So I was like, Oh, that's an eye opener. And then when I emerged from that, you know, basically sleeping for three months, I also shot up height wise and my clothes were like literally just falling off me. So I was like, this is it. God, God answered my prayer. Wow, that's but so also made me, you know, five ten and gorgeous. And now I now I have to, yeah. No, <laughs> please you. don't even with the clothes. Listen, okay. the fact that you it's so funny because you left school because you had mono and then you come back like a different looking like a different person, right? Which was yeah. like so Jewy because in when the when the Jewish girls were like the summer between like junior and senior year. They would go get nose jobs, you know, that last summer and they'd come back like or boobed or like they got their boobs reduced or whatever they had to fucking have done. But they would always get it done right before their senior year and they'd come back and be like, oh, my God, what's different about you? Not me. Not with my parents. Okay, so um, your mother used to take you to your brother's swim meets and karate lessons. Mm -hmm. So is it in a. Colombian family, is it equivalent to the Jewish family where the son is the Lord Jesus Christ, savior of all people? Is, is, could, is it- could be. I mean, dependent. Each family is different, right? I feel like I grew up in a very immigrant mentality family, you know, where my parents, especially my mother, was very like, you must, you know, become a doctor or right. an engineer and this sort of thing. And so I feel like I'm really grateful to be the third born because I feel like my brother and my sister really broke my parents in. Right, right, know? right. And by the time it came to me, they were like, oh, do whatever. Like, yeah, we're soft now, you know? Yeah, we have no control over her. You know, I read that, you know, you did like watching TV. I really find this to be so important that you're, you're, you're in, you're in New Jersey, you're, you're a kid growing up, you're watching TV. What kind of Latin representation, like who were your, 
Oh, God. I'm going to be like her or, uh, you know, I'm going to go. Not, not a lot. And, you know, right. it's so funny. You don't even realize it when you are growing up because you're so young. You're just right. like, whatever. I mean, we had a period of time when we had cable and then my mother took it away and she was like, no, really? no, it's not. My, oh, my mother was pretty strict on what we saw, which wow. I really respect. Looking That's back. Good looking, for her. Yeah. So Carmen. Yeah. Yeah, totally. My mother was very, um, she was very astute and sort of guiding our little minds. Um, so she took it away and we, oh, we complained so much, but there was basically not much to watch and it would be like channel 13, you know? Mr. Yeah, Rogers. PBS. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then in the summers, I just remember, you know, being, playing out in the pool and then coming in and watching soap operas. So she got the cable, right? And then what made her decide, now my kids aren't watching this show. I think we were getting too mouthy. Wow. And then my brother was older and he was, you know, forming himself and she was just like, no, you're not going to. Wow, I love that. You loved the karate kid and your father, I read that your father insisted that you watch the Karate Kid? Uh, no, no, I think it was, that's maybe a miss. Um, okay, fuck, I read probably, every interview. <laughs> it's probably my brother. Your my brother, brother okay. The Karate Kid a lot. I mean, I wouldn't have seen it, honestly, growing up if it wasn't for him and his, his real, like, love for the movie. He really right. loved that movie. Yeah. You know, so many people love that movie, and... I'm sure the the whole immigrant part of that movie totally spoke to him. Absolutely, um, in a way, it's a very underdog spirit right. movie, you know. And Daniel Russo, you know, he's of a different ethnicity, you know, somehow, and whether it's Italian or whatever, but he's he's darker skin, you know, coming into right. a new environment. And yeah, oh God. And now like looking back and when I first saw the movie, you know, everybody was like anti-Johnny, you know? And right, right. Especially us were like, screw that blonde kid, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a bully. We hate him. And now it's it's so turned around. But never in a million years did I ever watch that movie. Like, I'll I'll work with those guys someday. I mean, it's I crazy. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Bonkers. That's like if I if they decided to redo the Brady Bunch, and I <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't know. I married. Yeah. You know, Greg, which was my dream, even though I was a lesbian. I don't know why I loved Greg. I mean, I loved Marsha, too, but, you know, whatever. Um, or I was, you know, Greg's, you know, business partner, whatever. I, it's it's really it's so crazy. OK, so growing up. So in high school, did you go to the prom? Did you were you what were you involved in? I did go to the prom. Um, Ugh, I hate you. Who'd you go yeah, with? I, I went to Catholic school. Right a premise catholic and i feel like we like really didn't have a lot of extracurricular stuff it was a very pared down school did you uh, have guys there too yeah we had guys there but i mean i was a late bloomer honestly right. a late bloomer and i remember coming into like freshman year and some like senior football player was like you're hot and it's not and i was just petrified i was just like oh, really I, i'm not yeah i was 
I really had a late, late blooming time and a late rebellion time. I was, I was on the straight and narrow. I'm going to just tell you right now. Yeah. No one ever in my high school came up to me and said, you're hot. Okay. No one. Zero. Not even the lezzies. Okay. Your brother and sister, what do they end up doing? They end up just having normal, correct? Yeah, they they both live in Jersey. Uh, my brother definitely had his rebellion period, which is why I said grateful to him. I'm like, thanks for softening. The yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> getting tattoos and. Wow, did your mother freak out? Yes, yeah, yeah, she freaked out, and and he's um, I love my brother. He's a musician. He's into like heavy metal. I remember. Right. <laughs> it's such a New Jersey thing. Oh my when God, he, so New Jersey. Me and my sister, you know, and we were, because we just were idolized my brother. Oh, and right. wants, you know. Is he really tall? He's, we're just about the same height. What? See, that's happened to me too. Is your sister, how tall is your sister? No, she's shorter. And yeah. She, See, um, my sister's five, five, nine, something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Go ahead. So my brother, you know, he's working at the Roy Rogers. Yeah. Oh, like, I remember Roy Rogers. Yeah. Remember? And he's like, record Headbangers Ball. This is when we did have cable. Right. And me and my sister, you know, we'd get the tape ready and we got to record Headbangers Ball for my brother. And it was just hilarious because, I mean, at first, I think my mom didn't like that he was listening to heavy metal music. So she was pretty strict against it. And so we were like kind of, you know, um, being his assistants in his rebellion. And eventually she softened up. But. I can't remember why I went on this tangent now. Uh, You asked about. No, I did. You said your brother had tattoos. I asked them what they they ended up doing for a living. Oh, right. Okay. So my brother went into auto body. So he does auto body, which Mm -hmm. makes sense. And my sister is an esthetician. Mm, That comes in handy. Hey everyone, you know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer. And I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra, that has a little green tea in it, and so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out, and what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come, it can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what Liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? 
you're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor and I love them and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. So you graduate high school. What happens? How do you get into this business? Oh, God, what a what a circuitous route I took. Uh, listen, I like I said, I'm a late bloomer. I was like pretty shy, but I I'm a natural storyteller. All right. I create characters. I draw. Um, you produce. You are an artist. You are a visual artist. Yeah. Yeah. And it took me a while to figure all that out because I'm also like scatterbrained. So I'm like, how do I do it all? You know, I get into an art school. I'm two chickens ago. Why? What art school? I'm being uh, Savannah College of Art. And Design. Oh, my God. That's such a good school. Because Savannah College of Art and Design in Georgia. <gasps> Why didn't you go? And how yeah. much do you want to kill yourself right now for that? No, you <laughs> no. So you got it. Did you apply to a bunch of schools or you just decided? I did. I applied, well, I applied maybe like three. Okay. I really wanted to go to, to NYU mostly because I wanted to be in New York. Right. I'd fallen in love with New York senior year of my high school. I convinced my parents to let me take uh, figure drawing classes at FIT. Wow. That's- and they were so cute. They like rode the bus in with me. They said, you do never take the subway. You always walk down. Wow. Cool. I know. And I was just enthralled with New York. I just loved how free I perceived people to be there just in their own element. You know, I just, I thought it was like the wild west of people. You know, it's so interesting because I don't think people realize this. You grew up very close to New York. Yeah. And yet, and I grew up in New Jersey too. Um, and there were people who thought like going to New York for them was like going to London or going, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I don't go to the city. And the fact that it's so close to you and yet so far, it's just incredible. So would they would take the bus with you. They would they stay in New York while you were taking your class? No, that was just the first time. Okay, the first good. Time they like Ooh, showed me the. Route. They are so Jewy, your parents. I can't <laughs> yeah, even. Are yes, yeah. and BTW, my uh, second boyfriend is is Jewish, and I mm. felt like yeah, we dated for like two years, and I felt a lot of similarities. Yeah, honestly, between our families, I was like, oh, you get me, I get you. Right. Yeah. So. You go and you take this class um, and you discover it's a whole new world, <laughs> which for so many people that age, what are you, 17? 17. Or, yeah. 16, 17. Yeah. Yeah. And you look around and you're like, oh, my God, I have been living in this fucking bubble like these people. You think these people that you grew up with 
you know, the, the, just the world is so small and you realize, oh my God, this is a huge, huge world that, that I can take from. So you go to this class. Do you meet anyone in the class? Do you, you know? Yeah, we we're doing, uh, you know, nude figure models and, <gasps> and your mother wasn't like, I don't want you go. I'm, I'm going to talk like she's a Jew. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa, I do not want you looking at the penis. So you, was it men? Oh yeah. Men, women. And uh, it's still to this day, one of my favorite pastimes is a figure drawing class. Right. I love it. And at one point I was a, a I'll change myself. that for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at one point later on, I was a model myself and figure drawing classes and I don't know. I just think it's a beautiful form of expression. The human bodies. Oh, Vanessa. <laughs> so when you first saw the first guy, right? <laughs> so you're in the class and the guy comes in and he's just sits there for hours, right? While you draw and his yeah. penis is out and his balls. Okay. I'm so immature. Um, were, you, were you like, Oh my God, I'm looking at a penis. Like, Come yeah. on, you're 17. Was that like the first penis you saw other than like? Oh God, no, unfortunately the first Okay. Was, <laughs> it, I was sleeping over a friend's house and she's like, do you want to see one of my dad's videos? And I was like, uh, and she just like pops in. A, Wait, a you're her out. father? Oh, her, I thought so you we meant her father was in the video. No, no she put in no. a porno video. Yes. And that was my first time seeing one. And I was like, holy cow. Like, right. You know, you're just like, what is yeah. that? Uh, but yeah, that was funny. Hey, hey, Hi, Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that your friend Lauren had fucking porno videos. You know, let me tell you something. I saw the penis and I was like, hey, no, not going near me. But here's the thing. It's so fascinating to me. That kids of your generation, we didn't have porno. You know, you could like when I was in my 20s and on the road, like you'd go to a hotel room and they would have the porno channel. But we had magazines and, and an imagination. You know, I think so many kids these days learn about sex by watching these horrible pornos and have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. Agreed. Way too readily available. It's crazy. So Lauren, are you still friends with Lauren? Uh, nah, not really, but, um, you know, via social media. Sure. Right. Lauren, say hi to your dad. So, um, <laughs> so Lauren, so, all right. So you're in this class and there's a guy with his big hairy, his hairy balls hanging out and nothing like, cause were you the youngest person in the class? No, I think we were, we were all pretty much the same age. Uh -huh. No, no. And especially in an art I know. class, it's so non-sexual. You're just trying to get the lines right, you know? Yeah, I would have been such a, I would have been like, ew, gross. Um, <laughs> did you know, did the, did you realize I'm, I have a gift? It, like, when did you realize I have a gift for this? Uh, pretty early on. I remember I was drawing, you know, just in my pastime as a kid and I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And I do remember, and my mom had told me later on, uh, we had like an assignment going into kindergarten or pre-k, kindergarten, I think it was. And um, they were like, draw this or, you know, put in a drawing. And I remember racking my brain around 
Like I couldn't draw a stick figure. Like I was right. like, that's not how people look. So I was like trying to make an arm and make this. And finally, you know, I, I put my drawing in, I think it was like of a horse. And uh, the teacher like talked to my mom and she was like, this is like exceptionally good. Like it's really good. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, but she didn't tell me at that time. She told me later. Like, damn, would have been nice. You know, Ma, you could have told me, and then I would have <laughs> been like, I know it's not, it's a gift. It's not something you, I don't, I mean, there's so many people I know who are like taking art classes, but I feel like it's the same with stand up comedy. Like, you can't learn to be funny, you know? Yeah. I don't think you can learn to be a great actor, too. I think you can learn skills, but I think you either have that or you don't. Okay. There's so, like a spark. There's a spark that's igniting right. you. Yeah. Right. So, you get these acceptance letters for college sitting on your kitchen table. I'm just making a scenario Okay, you're with cool. your parents, you're with Carmen and Luis <laughs> and there's the, and you're sitting at the kitchen table and what happens? And I'm like, I have to go to NYU. I was just so drawn to it. And probably I didn't want to travel too far away. Right. So right. Fearful and, all the way to Georgia. Right. Looking back, yeah, I wish I had more of a rebellion phase earlier, but it was what it was. Okay, and I'm going to do my mother yeah. with my college applications. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got in here and I got in there. Oh, I want to go to Emerson. You're not going to Emerson. You can go to Rutgers. It's $2,500 a semester. It's a good school. And then after, I'm not paying for that. We are not paying for that, Judith. Okay, so that... Um, yeah, that's how I ended up at Rutgers. Okay. I mean, you've done writing, you've done producing, you've done directing, which I want, I really, uh, not I mean, now. So briefly, that's an overstatement. So what, briefly. what, the, the directing and the, and the producing. Yeah. I just directed a, a short years ago. I threw myself into the deep end. I had a lovely yeah. time doing it. Uh, I'd love to do it again. But that was so long ago. I can't even, I, I would. Okay. Yeah. I can't call myself really a director. Okay. But can you explain to people? I mean, I don't think people realize the, what goes into directing something. It's like, like, I don't think people realize what goes into conducting an orchestra that, you know, <laughs> every instrument and they're and exactly what they're playing and you can hear every instrument and you can tell when someone makes a mistake or their temp like all those all of them the fact that you would direct a short with you know have the confidence to do that that scares the fucking shit out of me it's like beginner's mind right you just yeah like, go into it not knowing so much don't, better don't you want to go back like I want to go back to where I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a star and no one's going to stop me. And I don't care what anyone said, you know, like that whole, like, yeah, you totally. don't, right. You get some of that night to day that like, you know, not knowing your limits ness to go right. for something big. And, you know, I don't care who you are. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, they tear you the fuck down until you're like, I know I'm a piece of shit. Can you please hire? like, that's exactly what this business is. I know it's so thorny and grimy and fucking weird. It's weird. Thank you so much for listening to part one of kill me now with Vanessa Rubio. 
talented actor and gorgeous and annoying for that reason only. Anyway, Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmaling. This podcast, nor my life would, I mean, like literally, I don't know what I would do without Brittany Joe Sowards, even though she's mean to me a little bit sometimes. But who isn't? Um, if you haven't subscribed or left a review, I hate you. And it's got to be five stars. And what the fuck is wrong with you? You're listening to the end. Come on, people. People. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok. At Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. Because I am a Jew and you and you and you. I hope you all had an incredible Valentine's Day. I hate Valentine's Day, so <laughs> fun with that. I think it's a really stupid holiday, and especially if you're single. And it's like, who fucking cares? All right, whatever, it doesn't matter. Also, just some upcoming things you want, you would like to know about um, on the 28th of February. Better things on FX and Hulu premieres, and I. I'm a part of that show. I, I wrote on season five. I was in the writer's room and I, I play a character as well named Haya. I am performing at the Fat Black Pussycat again on March 2nd. I am going to be at City Winery on March 10. Such a great room. And I'm going to be in New Hope on March 12th. That is actually sold out. We might add a show on the 13th, which is Daylight Savings Time. So... You know, a lot of stuff coming up, so check it out at judygold.com. That's spelled the normal way, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D.com. But um, listen, if you're still listening, I fucking love you, and I love your parents, and I love everyone who loves you, too. Yeah. Also, I don't know what to say. I think the, the COVID is winding down, and I can't fucking wait because I'm so sick of the masks. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Thank you all so much for listening. And as we always say, so long. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 